Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. So today we're going to be joined by Colin again. I think he's going to be less of a special guest and more just almost regularly coming on the show. As, um, But um, today, instead of talking about, so today NFL tampering uh, started, which is basically turned into free agency, but we're not going to talk about that today because I want to kind of let some more news come in and just focus on a whole episode because we talked about Antonio Brown last episode. So I want to talk about like a little NFL news every day. So I'm just going to save it all up for tomorrow because it'll still be relevant by then. So today we're going to stick to the NBA. First, we're going to talk about, um, the stuff going on with James Dolan and just how bad of an owner he is. Um, and then we're going to – all the whole James Dolan thing, not only just what happened with the fan, but then uh, we're also going to talk about um, the ki- possibility of Kevin Durant to the Boston Celtics. And we'll get to that. Um, but before you rip on me, just wait, and we're going to talk about that. So as most of you know, as me and Colin know, um, the other day – James Dolan banned a fan out of the Knicks stadium. Um, I'm basically kind of going to paraphrase here, but he basically said, um, the fan says, sell the team, basically. And James Dolan talking about how that's rude and how, oh, you're going to start watching, you're going to have to enjoy watching the Knicks on television because he banned them from the stadium um, because he didn't appreciate what he's saying. I'm so glad that this fan happened. Because James Dolan, this is the worst owner ever. I I despise this guy so much. And I never really thought I'd hate an owner, but I hate this guy, James Dolan. He's done such a good job, bad, not even, I almost said good job. Uh, such a bad job with the Knicks. Uh, this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, sports franchise in the NBA. And he's ruining them. Uh, I see. feel like the Knicks fans hate him. The Knicks players hate him. He's just, he's whacked. Uh, I feel like the guy just doesn't know what he's doing. I think he's clueless. Um, and this is the thing. like it, it, You should expect this coming. The, you've done a horrible, horrible job with this team. Um, you should expect something like this happening. You have to take the heat. Sometimes the fan's going to yell something that you don't like. Just shake it off. You don't have to, you know, go up to him and be like, you know, get all mad. Just, it's just someone, you know, an angry fan, you know, your team's, you've done a horrible job. You should expect that. You know, do a better job. Instead, you go up to him and get all mad and, and I'm going to kick you out. Um, I just thought it was ridiculous. I, I'm so glad that that fan did that. Um, is it an opinion? I mean, yeah, I... I just I think this is just another reason to hate James Dolan, and he should sell the team. The team's worth about a little over four billion dollars, and it would be the best for everyone. James Dolan doesn't have to keep embarrassing himself in front of everyone, um, and the Knicks maybe can be a successful franchise again because he's ruined so many things with this franchise. What do you think, Colin? Yeah, I mean, apparently you're not allowed to share your opinions anymore or else you get kicked out of the stadium like you you can like hear a bunch of fans that sometimes will just yell out stuff and you i mean sometimes if they're like really rude like something or not something like a player or like 
someone will approach them and tell them to stop. But usually not kicked out of the stadium for sharing an opinion, which I don't think is very rude. Yeah. Did he? Did he? Did he shit? Yeah. Was it? Was it rude? What he said? I, I mean, yeah, a little. But I mean, that's gonna happen. Not everything's gonna be nice. Your team's thirteen and fifty-four. Um, you should expect the heat. You've done a horrible job with this team, and. I mean, someone can share their opinion, obviously, but it's not the nicest thing to say. Too bad. Suck it up. You've done a horrible job with this team, and you got to do better. Maybe they wouldn't be saying that to you. Maybe if you did a good job with this team and steered them in the right direction, they'd be happy with you, but they're not. And they deserve to be unhappy, and they deserve to tell you to sell the team, and they have a good point. And I don't know what's wrong with this guy, but if he sells the Knicks, I think it's the best for everyone, including him. Um, like, I'm, I feel so bad for Knicks fans, um, which there are a lot of because it's a New York team, but to have a New York team be this bad, I mean, they've never won a championship. They're from New York. They still cost the most money. This owner's ruining their franchise, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the first overall pick, take Zion or not, but let's say he takes Zion, KD, and Kyrie and still manages to screw it up. I could just see it happening. I, I honestly just hate him so much. Your team's 13 and 54, and I know you're kind of tanking, but just just shut up, okay? Not the fan, James Dolan. Like, oh, my God. Like, the guy actually, if he was the owner of my team, God, I'd be mad. I'd be really mad. This team is the worst team in the NBA, and right now their yeah, best player is um, Dennis Smith. Yeah, Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe DeAndre Kevin, Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Forgot about him, and maybe Kevin Knox. But yeah. I'm, I mean, tried DS. Like, they're they're just so bad, and I'm sorry for all three Knicks fans. I'm hurting out there because I, I'm pretty sure every New York fan is a. Brooklyn Nets fan. Because At the moment, sure. If you, I mean, for this seat, I don't. I, no, I don't think there's three Knicks fans. I think there's still a lot of Knicks fans. Because if you're in New York, you're still gonna keep your fans. This isn't like the uh, Memphis Grizzlies uh, type situation. A small market team that's not succeeding, and it gives those fans, you know, kind of a reason to give up on their team. But they've stayed pretty loyal, and you don't really hear much from the Memphis fans. Probably because it's not a ton. But you know, you get my point. There's a lot of New York fans that are excited just for the offseason, and it's clear that the Knicks aren't trying to win now, so we can't really rip them for that. But especially at the beginning of the season, they should have been a little better. Mm. I guess. I mean, maybe they decided we're going to tank from the start, but usually you give your team 10, 15 games, and all of a sudden maybe they go 10 and 5 and you try to do something. I mean, it happened like the Phoenix Suns back in 2013, 2014 were trying to rebuild, and were one game away from the playoffs. They had like 48 wins. So, you never know. I think you should give your team a chance to go out there and play um, and see what they do. You know, maybe that's not the best strategy, but, you know. You know um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I was just – when I saw this, it just made me hate them even more because why do you even listen? Why do you instigate it, you know? So, you know, I don't know. This guy – He's something else. He really is. This guy does not have a clue. I could manage a team better than he does. I don't know how he got all the money to own the team either, but, uh, yeah, anything else? Any other thoughts on this? Um, But, yeah, this is just ridiculous, and I'm sorry to the Knicks fans because there are a lot of them. There aren't more than three. 
Um, maybe some Knicks fans listening right now. Um, but you have all the, the right to complain about this dude. He is just – he's horrible. And I'm so glad that Knicks fan did that because that just embarrasses Dolan even more. I don't think anybody likes James Dolan any more than they already hate him. I think we hate him even even more. I don't even know if that was possible because I hate this guy so much. And he just uh, – he annoys me so much. And it's not because he's ruined the Knicks franchise. I'm a Boston Celtics fan. So, you know – we're rivals with New York, but to say that I'm a Boston Celtics fan and I feel bad for New York fans is, is saying something. I honestly do feel for you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my take on James Dolan. If any of you, again, the Anchor mobile app, send in your thoughts on this, thoughts on what we're about to talk about with KD, anything you want me to do, again, I'm going to keep promoting it because no one has done it so far. So hopefully you guys can be the first one. I'd really appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, now um, we're going to move on to the uh, possibility of Kevin Durant to the Boston Celtics. Some of you guys might be calling me crazy for this whole KD to Boston thing. And I'm not one of those very optimistic Boston Celtics fans that, like, you know, I try to stay optimistic, but not one of those optimistic Celtics fans that thinks, oh boy, we're going to turn it around and we're going to have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, we're going to have Anthony Davis, and we're not even going to have to give up Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. No, I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them. And I'm not betting money that KD goes to Boston either. I don't think they're the front runner to even get Kevin Durant. But... I brought up the possibility from an article I read this morning. So now this article's a little old, but I was scrolling through the Celtics news because I was just checking um, through all the news and stuff. And this came up from Metro Bet USA. So apparently it's some sort of like betting thing, but it, it's a whole article, but there's nothing really to, there's no betting. It's just, it might be like something. It's just the, it's the article. So Brian Windhorse, um, and legendary writer Jackie McMullen. So this is two of the greatest NBA minds on the planet had this discussion back in December. It starts out with McMullen saying, let's say that Kevin Durant wants to come to Boston, just for argument's sake. Some GM said to me the other day, he gave Boston a visit during his free agency. Windhorse replied with, he basically implied that they'd finish second in 2016. So basically... The Warriors finished first, and he went to the Golden State Warriors, but the Boston was runner-up. Boston Celtics were the runner-up to get Kevin Durant. And then McMullen says, what I've learned, and maybe you guys already knew this, I did not. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are really tight, so we know that. They work out together during the offseason. They make a trip every year to an island, the Bahamas. And Jason Tatum was hanging out with them this summer and the summer before. Someone suggested to me, don't sleep on Kevin Durant taking another look at Boston, which I had never considered. So that's that's the little bit of dialogue I got from this, and maybe there's more, and I'll definitely uh, look into that. But this is back in December. So things can change, and I'm not saying because he the Celtics were runners-up in 2016 that in 2019 he's going to consider signing with them again. But don't be surprised if he takes a look is what I'm taking from this. And um, so another thing, this isn't from McMullen or Windhorse, but just another part that Metro Bet wrote. Ainge and the Celtics have always had a connection to Durant, dating back to Durant's days at Texas. But back when he was in college, 
They've had connections with him. The Celtics have had a strong chance of landing one of the top two picks in the 2007 draft, and it's an urban legend that Ainge would have taken Durant over Greg Oden at the time, even if the Celtics had landed the number one overall pick. So that's just a little bit that Ainge has been interested in him since he was back in college. This has been going on for years now. So, obviously, Kevin Durant, I still think, has interest to go to the Boston Celtics. I'm just not sure there's a great chance. The Celtics have Al Horford, who's probably going to pick up his player option. They still have Gordon Hayward's contract. And the possibility of Kyrie staying means they're going to pay him a lot of money as well. I mean, there's still a lot to take in here. So when I wrote that, I saw this. I was like, it's back in December. But you still have to take something away from this. What do you think, Colm? Uh, yeah, I'm not one of those Celtics fans either that don't think we're giving up any players and just randomly adding Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. Uh, but For not even Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Yeah, but I will bet that... um. One, your voice sounds like Mickey Mouse when you do that. And two... Um, oh, when I do, like, the... Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of does. Yeah, I make then, fun of the, like, the, um, the yeah, James those, Dolan. Yeah, yeah, uh, And then um, the other thing was that, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does take a look in Boston. And the only thing people are probably saying, oh, yeah, but they both want to sign with the Knicks. But they've also been hanging around with Jason Tatum. Mm, and Kyrie uh, and Jason Tatum are on the same team right now. Kyrie, so what Kyrie's actually said, although we all know Kyrie's had conflict with the young guys, Jason Tatum has been like his best friend on the team. Yeah, so what what would be easier for Jason Tatum, who's probably who has to stay in Boston because I don't think he has an expiring contract mm. right now. So them or Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both trying to sign with the Knicks. What are you trying to get at? I'm trying to say, like, wouldn't it be easier for just Kevin Durant to come to Boston than both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant going to the Knicks? Not, not necessarily. Because well, I mean, who the, offers him more money? But the, the thing with the New York Knicks is they have a ton of cast space. The Celtics don't. They have Gordon Hayward's $30 million contract. Al Horford's player option is going to be worth a little over $20 million, I believe. Kyrie Irving's going to want a max deal, uh, like the super max. or so, uh, One of those two. Just a lot Wait, of money. Gordon Hayward's on $30 million. Yes. Oh, trade him now. Well, that's the problem. We need, I think it would be key for not only a player. Gordon Hayward is the honestly might be the X factor for this team. Because when he plays well, so does the team. If Gordon Hayward plays well, that would not only be good for a playoff run, but possibly a trade to a contending team that kind of needs one more piece that has the cap space. Now, I'm not sure what team's going to be interested in Hayward, but if all of a sudden Hayward stays consistent for the rest of the season, like for these past few games, he's been very good. And if he keeps this up, he could have some trade value. But... I'm not sure he does at the moment, and sure, he's been good these past three games, but he's been super inconsistent and all over the map, and until he shows consistency, no one's going to want to trade for him, so that's the problem. You can say, oh, trade him, but, you know, uh, name a bad con. That's like saying the Charlotte Hornets saying, oh, we got to trade Nicholas Batum. It's not going to happen. They just can't. It would be a miracle if they could pull off a trade. I think we should, like, what if the Celtics could get a deal for, like, Gordon Hayward, 
for like Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon. One of those. I feel like that. I feel like hmm. Aaron well, Gordon. Aaron Gordon would make a little bit more sense because knowing Danny Ainge and how smart he is, he knows that Magic aren't good. Aren't is Aaron a, Gordon a fit though? Like I just don't. I feel like he is over Jonathan Isaac. He'd be a little bit of a. Because the thing is, Danny Ainge is smart and he knows that the Magic aren't good at developing players. So those two are both pretty young guys, and Aaron Gordon has the potential. Jonathan Isaac, not really. I, I, I mean, I, I guess. I know, I see where you're coming from, but, like, what are the, like, odds that really, I don't, like, I see where you're coming from, but just, like, out of the blue, like, Aaron Gore, I, like, I, I get where you're coming from, but, like, I just don't see that whole full, coming in full circle. Now, this whole KD to Boston thing, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Neither is Colin. But it's an article, and for having these two great minds just say this two months ago, and, I mean, even Kevin Durant that is asked about the Celtic struggles, and he said, they'll be fine come playoff time, and I'm not sure that even means anything, but that's the latest dialogue we kind of got on that. And I I think KD's leaving. Whether If they win, that gives them more of a... um reason to leave because um he signed a one-year deal with player options for a reason and if he wins again what's that three in a row he has three rings he should go play for his own legacy because his legacy if he never wins again is going to be so overshadowed by his team time in golden state um where it was great for him to go get a ring obviously ruin the league but it made sense from his standpoint but to have these great basketball minds saying this and actually, you know, it brings up the question. There's a possibility. Now, during the All-Star game, obviously two max slots, there's a chance they get Kevin Durant, but it's going to be much easier for the Knicks. When you said it was much easier for him to go to Boston, I thought you meant because Jason Tatum. I don't think Jason Tatum's really in the equation. Kind of is. Kind of, but mostly also... He, what is he more in the equation? Because Kevin Durant and Kyrie really want to play with him and them to be his third star. Is he more in the equation for an Anthony Davis trade? I think an Anthony Davis trade is why he's more in the equation. If he is in the equation, but if or if that's been, discussed between Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But if he's been hanging around with them for, like, multiple... Yeah, sure, they can be good friends, but... <sighs> Anthony Davis is also close with Kyrie. Not... Yeah, yeah, yeah they are, they're they both. Are, they they are. both are, but, but like, Kyrie, I mean, I think they, they're still butting heads. Like, Kyrie may have, Jason Tatum might be his best friend on the team, but Kyrie in the locker room doesn't talk to anyone. Or nobody talks to anyone. So, I listen, I don't know. I wish we knew all this behind-the-scenes stuff, but I'm not sure if they're you know, I think they might look at it more as Jason Tatum's in the equation for a potential Anthony Davis trade rather than actually playing with Tatum because we also have to recognize Tatum's a young player that kind of thinks he's better than Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Or kind of shows that on the court at least somewhat. So, I, listen, I'm not sure. I, if we knew this behind-the-scenes stuff, we knew what KD and Kyrie were thinking, we could get a great grasp on things. But there's a lot of things to take into account, and I'm really not sure. Because things are changing with the Celtics so much along the three-game winning streak. Kyrie's happy, then he's mad, and we can't sit down and be like, okay, we can look at everything at once. Everything's changing. Um, so it, it's just crazy.
Just one quick question. Yeah. Who is better, Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum? Right now, it's Donovan Mitchell, okay. I think. Right now, it right now the season's Donovan Mitchell. I think Jason Tatum shouldn't have been an all-star. Mitchell had a good case to be an all-star. So that's just my opinion. Who knows? Mitchell's playing the number one offensive role in his team, and Tatum's stepping down from number two, and last season was number one in the playoffs. So, listen, I don't know. But personally, I think this season it's been Donovan Mitchell. And, um, yeah, this is a great hypothetical question that people have taken out of this equation. It's uh, Katie's going to go to the Knicks, and if not, he'll probably go to the Clippers. I don't think he's going to L.A. with the LeBron. The Clippers, yeah, that's a possibility. They traded Tobias Harris for an, a max slot, and that's a possibility because it's an L.A. team, big market, and Kawhi could go there. Him and Kawhi. Yeah, but they're going to pay Shy Gilgis Alexander $80 million. He's a rookie. I'm just kidding. No need. I'm just kidding. Okay. I know, I know, I know. I just... So, Boston's never really been highly considered, especially after signing Gordon Hayward. Now, obviously, with the Gordon Hayward thing, people say he's overpaid, but he was a star at the time worth that money. It was just the injury. But you can still see the flashes of, like, what Gordon Hayward can do. It's clearly the injury that's holding him back. I don't think anyone questions that. But I don't know if they have the money to, to get Kevin Durant, like, it would just be a miracle if Al Horford declines his player option, you know. Um, so I'm not sure they can take it all on. Like it would be, it would be an absolute, absolute miracle, in a point zero zero one percent chance if this happens, and I doubt it will. And it probably won't. It's almost no chance. Uh, you know, very optimistic Celtics fans will say, well, Al Horford will decline his player option and will trade Gordon Hayward for some cheap contracts. <laughs> You're kidding. Right? And Al Horford is going to accept his $21 million. I think he likes playing in Boston, but that's not the point. He's not going to be worth $21 million, not even close on the free agency market. With Gordon Hayward... Who really wants his contract unless he stays very consistent? Do you know when his uh, contract yeah. expires? Who's? Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's on like a three, four-year deal. It's it's a while. So that's the thing. Like, this is a whole burden now. But if Hayward all of a sudden can step up into that player he used to be, is there an issue here? No. So that's the thing. All of a sudden, if Gordon Hayward turns into the player he... Used to be, and Kyrie wants to lock in on the long-term deal. Hayward's the star he used to be. Do we have a case for trading for Anthony Davis now? Yeah. Possible. So that there's a whole ton of moving pieces here because then there's the whole Anthony Davis thing. And there are other teams in for the Kevin Durant. So I'm not saying there's a great chance this happens, and I'm not saying it will happen. I am not saying it will happen. I think there are teams with better chances at getting Kevin Durant. But there's a possibility. So just throwing this out there because it was very hypothetical, and I saw it um, this morning. So we have a few extra minutes. So some games last night, Suns beat the Warriors, which was a little surprising. Kevin Durant got an ankle contusion. So quickly on that game, the Warriors have seemed a little vulnerable lately. And I look at the Warriors and say, is there a chance they lose? Yes. Of course, of course, there's a chance, but like a legitimate possibility. I can name like five teams right now that they could lose to in the playoffs. Who? 
well, they've been struggling against the Celtics. Uh, the Rockets have beat them three times, I believe. In mm-hmm. this year. Three, I know. Yeah. And um, the Thunder have a have two clutch players in Russell Westbrook and Paul George. I'd say the teams is that your five? And that was only three. Oh. And then Oh, the Raptors oh, and like Yeah, the, the Raptors. Thunder. And I already said Thunder. And the a lot of people might get mad at me for saying this, but I think the Pacers. Now, they have been really good without Victor Oladipo. Not not here's the thing. They started out poorly and now they're starting to click. Yeah. They just lost yesterday. They have been 500 team. They've been like exactly like a 500 team without Oladipo. So they have not been good or better, but they've stayed 500. But the only thing is the Warriors don't do good against good teams, but I don't think they really try really hard. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's only in the regular season. So, you know what? No, never mind. I take that back. I was thinking because they don't try a lot in the – but that's only in the regular season that they do that. So I mean, the teams that have a chance to really beat them are the Rockets, the Thunder, the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Bucks. Oh, the bu- I forgot about the Bucks. The yeah. Bucks are one that's like eh because they haven't proved enough to me in the playoffs. So that one's eh. I don't. Yeah, here are the teams that you could make a case for, but the reasons I don't count. Denver because I feel like they're a team that's just really good in the regular season, and then they're not as as good in the playoffs. I could see them being like a first or second round upset team. I don't see them as much as much of a threat in the playoffs. I really just don't. The Thunder on paper are should be the best team against the arguably the best team against the Warriors and I think they are a threat. The Rockets have seven games last season. They're three and zero against them in the series this season. The Celtics have proved they can compete with the Warriors. They're three and two in their last five meetings against the Warriors in Golden State. Toronto is just another team that's proved something against the Warriors. The Kings are one that um, are 0-3 yeah, against the Warriors, but here's the thing. In the playoffs, it's just not going to happen. They're 0-3. They've came really close against the Warriors. And, like, the past few seasons, the Kings just always give the Warriors a good game. So when I see that, it's just like people say, oh, Warriors versus Kings should be easy. Not as easy as people think. The Warriors actually struggled a little bit to the Kings, uh, and not only this season, but in the past season, too, a little. But the Kings, they're just not experienced enough, and they get stomped all over. I but- think the Bucks have actually, like, a really good chance of winning the championship. Because imagine this. Brooke Lopez, everybody's like, no, he's not a good center. He doesn't get rebounds. I don't know why. Because he lets Giannis get the, that defensive rebound. And so Giannis... Here's Giannis. He has two options, right? They have a ton of good three-point shooters. You have Brooke Lopez, a really good um, three-point shooter, despite being a center. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton. Um, whatever. Those are, like, two really good three-point shooters. And then his second option, he can drive to the basket, and he has just – if he can just go to the hoop – it's almost impossible to stop him. Like, the only person I can think that can stop him right now is Jared Allen. And he has. <laughs> so. All right. So, for tonight, yeah, the Bucks lost to the Spurs. But I want to get to a few games tonight. So, six games. Raptors versus Cavs. Not much to talk about there. Wizards versus Kings. Again, 
Pistons versus Nets, Thunder versus Jazz, Hornets versus Rockets, Celtics versus Clippers. But can the Hornets keep their playoff hopes alive? That's just one to get out of the way. But here are the three games. Pistons versus Nets, battle for the sixth seed. Uh, I had I thought the Nets were locked for the sixth seed, but the Pistons are playing very well right now and own the sixth seed. So if the Nets can win, they have their hopes alive for the sixth seed. If they lose, they still have hope. But the Pistons could get the sixth seed, and I think each one of those teams desperately wants to succeed so bad because I think they have a chance at beating the Pacers, the Sixers, or the Celtics. If you have a seven or the eight seed in the playoffs, you're going to lose to the Raptors or the Bucks. But for these bottom teams, you know, we talk about the five contenders. There's one extra spot for a possible team to go to the second round. Is it the Nets are going to be the Nets or the Pacers that can grab that? So, so who do you think's winning that game? I have no clue. The Pistons are really good right now. I've made my pick. I'm, I think Nets. Nets. Uh, I don't know. I think the Pistons could win, but I. It depends who wants it more, really. And it couldn't be the Pistons just because they're riding hot. But if the Nets come in, I don't know. Thunder versus Jazz has always just been a really good matchup, and that's a possible playoff matchup, and it always is a great game. That's the game of the night. Celtics mm-hmm. versus Clippers. Celtics three-game winning streak. Clippers four-game winning streak. The Celtics are 3-0 on this road trip. Can they close it out 4-0? I want to see how they respond to this 3-0 um, run and see if they can win tonight and then go back to Boston and win again. I want to see if they can continue this. They've been so inconsistent, go on a three-game winning streak, and then like a three-game losing streak, then a two-game winning streak. So um, I just really want to see how they respond um, to this three-game winning streak and if they can continue doing it or it's going to be like, a, this whole been a roller coaster season. Right now they're riding a high, and it's just going to plummet back down to the bottom again. So who do you have in Jazz and Thunder? Jazz, Thunder. Um, I'll take Thunder. I'm going to take the Jazz because I feel like the Thunder have been struggling a little bit of late and are starting to cool down, but then I think they'll start picking things back up again to end the season. They'll end the season on a good note, but I think the Jazz, they've really been playing well of late, and the Thunder are starting to come back down to earth a little bit. Thunder are only 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games, and the Jazz are 6-4. and four. All right. And the Thunder won the last meeting in a very close game. So Who do you think... Uh, is going to win the Celtics Clippers. Uh, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm going to go with Boston. But Same. honestly, I think they can ride this out. But again, I think they're going to hit one more low, or at least some two-game losing streak, or hit one little low before the playoffs. And I'm just not sure it's now. I hope it's not, and I hope it's just a little few games, and then they can bounce right back from it. It's just something little that we look past. So uh, that's all we've got for you guys today. So, again, I'm very excited tomorrow to go over a lot of the NFL news because um, so much of it's been happening. But, again, I don't want to keep cutting it up into chunks, so I decided to do some NBA because we've been doing a lot of NFL of late. So we'll really focus on the news from two days combined tomorrow because it'll all still be relevant. So stay tuned for that, guys, and uh, we'll see you uh, next episode again. If anything you want me to do or any thoughts, Use the uh, Anchor mobile app, and I'll see you next time.